A world in ruins and brothers betrayed. The vengeful spirit has finally left the orbit of Istvan III. Countless brother Astartes lay cold in the ground, betrayed by their own gene fathers. Whatever has possessed the minds of these four sons of the Emperor, we may never know. However, reports abound of a ship under fire jumping into the warp away from the fleet may yet be a herald of light in these darkest of times. Stay tuned, brothers. Radio Free Istvan will continue to broadcast updates on the movements of the traitor Warmaster. And remember, the Emperor protects. Welcome to Radio Free Istvan, Miniature War Gaming Podcast. My name is Scott, and I am here with my co-host, Vince. Boom. Boom. That's right. Changes, folks. Making some fucking changes around here. Writing this ship. Uh, and we got a special guest on with us tonight. Uh, go ahead and say what's up, John. What's up, dogs? You heard that manly, sexy voice coming from the far, far north. That's uh, John, one of the boys of the Golden Throne, a uh, real good friend of ours. And tonight, our episode is going to be about the recent event uh, the Bot GT guys just ran, Deuces Wild, uh, both events. Vince went up all the way to Victoria, BC, and uh, John was one of the uh, facilitators of that sweet, sweet event. So, talk about that. uh... Well, yeah, and then uh, we'll go into the hobby progress first. So, what do you got going on, Scotty? So, uh, first off, kind of just to talk about, like, the the new format and stuff, what we're going to be doing. Me and Vince, you know, we're aware that we've been, like, madly inconsistent lately. So... Me and this uh, beautiful Italian son of a bitch are going to start recording this this bad boy every week. And uh, when Ryan and Michael can make it on, you know, we'll they'll be on and they can do that thing. But real life gets in the way a little bit. So, you know, me and Vince don't have real lives, basically. We yeah. are just <laughs> Luddites who sit in front of our computers. So we can do this and... Uh, Make sure we're getting content out to you guys. So this yeah, week we're going to do a. And, and let me let me throw it in there. That, that, like, there is no drastic changes to this podcast. Yeah, All it is is that it. me and Scotty are just just going to make sure that we can provide some good content for you guys to listen to on your daily drive to work on a consistent yep. basis. That's that's all it is. Nobody left. Nobody got angry. Nobody were like, <laughs> "Fuck you, dudes! Just take the shit." None of that happened. It's but you know that's the <laughs> sacrifice of the lifestyle he's chosen to live. So we can't yeah. really, you know. And in the grand scheme of things, Scott is right. Like I don't have a life; he does not have a life. Ryan and Michael and Derek all have great things going on in their lives, and which allows them to do other cool shit. Like Michael's got his whole barbecue thing going on, and like fucking redoing his classic Jeep. I'm, I don't have shit like that. Uh, I have a dog. That's about nope. it. This is a complete <laughs> product of sadness, folks. So <laughs> we're allowed to come and wallow in our loneliness with yep. us. But uh, like like Vince said, you know, nothing crazy. We're just trying to, you know, we're aware that we've been very inconsistent in the past, and we're trying to trying to fix that. Uh, this also means we're going to be kind of picking up where we left off with uh, some more themed episodes. Uh, Legion review. I think we're going to going to pick up in about two weeks with the next legion coming up so uh we'll we hope to have a special guest on to kind of help us guide us through that bad boy someone who uh would make sense 
and talk about that. Yeah, who, who, what, uh, what Legion would it, would it be again? I believe it's uh, one after Ultramarine. So... I'm so bad at the Legion numbers. Yeah, like, I'm uh, so bad at the Legion numbers. Let's see. Heresy Legion numbers. This is just quality reporting, folks. Alright. with us. Hey, this is bringing it back. That's, that's what this is right now. That's right. <laughs> Alright, the fucking adults are out of the room. <laughs> the, the inmates are running the prison. This is... <laughs> Pumping high-quality listening experiences directly into your ears. So look at like, uh, according to this cool little fucking chart I just pulled up. One after Ultramarines is Death Guard, 14th Legion. Ooh, that'd be a perfect episode for Ryan. Mr. Stinky and his fucking <laughs> merry band of uh, Marines there, so... We'll be getting into that. Um, I think next week I'm going to have a very special guest on, and we're going to do a little how to start playing 8th edition fantasy because I'm using, uh, yeah, using me as the experimenter because that's right. Scott got me into the fantasy thing. I wanted to pick up more stuff to paint, so I'm starting a Bretonian army, and it'd be perfect. Like, if everybody else that's out there that's listening is like, oh, let's get into fantasy as well, since that seems to be the latest craze. Right. It's what you should be doing. So it'll just be me being a fucking idiot, not knowing anything about the game. Never played fantasy before, but I do have the rule book. So it'll be a good good adventure for everybody involved. You guys are listening who never played fantasy before. I've never played fantasy before. And these guys are just going to show me how to uh, get into it and understand what the different rule sets are. Yep, yep. So we're going to have a very special guest on to kind of talk about that and, uh, you know, break down how how it all works and sort of you know how you construct an army some of the basic rules and turn sequence all that good shit so uh yeah tim made a joke a while back you know in my deep state eighth and I'm, fuck yeah i am and now i'm at the helm of the ship okay <laughs> the lizard people are in the white house folks but uh <laughs> but uh yeah, that's about it. So uh, let's go ahead and hop into hobby progress. Uh, Vince, what have you been up to, man? So uh, this weekend, has been, since since coming back from the Deuce, uh, the Deuce has gone wild. Event. I just I've been burned out with painting. I think John can attest that for like two days straight of <laughs> nothing but painting at AJ's house. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I got tired of, of painting real quick, but a lot of cool thing has come like come up. So. I printed and designed a uh, Vengeful Spirit Gloriana-class battleship for Battlefield Gothic for AJ. Whoa, really? Yeah, so I printed that bad boy out, so it's like, it's in progress right now. Can you see it, John? Fucking right. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Good God. As a Sons of Horus player, I approve. Well, the thing is, uh, me and me and uh, AJ, he was like, "Hey, man, I got this." Uh, I was at his house, and we were getting. It was the night prior for me us leaving. He was like, "Hey, I got all this Battlefleet Gothic. Like, it was my yeah. first game I've ever played. I fucking love this game. Like, do you want to paint this, and I'll paint the other half, and we can get a game going at at War Games Camp?" I was like, "Sure. What do you want me to paint it?" And I was like, "I don't know. Come up with something." So basically, we're gonna re- we're gonna redo the uh, the fleet battle above Ispan Five. So it'll be the Sons of Horus sixty third Expeditionary Fleet versus his Loyalist twenty eighth Iron Hands Expeditionary Fleet. Okay. So I'm basically awesome. 
Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a painting mixture of like like that. He gave me some Imperial capital ships and some Imperial cruisers and then some Space Marine ships. So since the Space Marine ships will be like newer production at that time period, they'll be painted in like that gray green of Sons of Horus. And then yeah, yeah. the rest of the Imperial ships will be painted in uh, the the Luna Wolf scheme. Okay. Yep. Awesome. That's so I put together I printed and I designed and printed that bad boy. I put together those three Bretonian trebuchets that you saw, which nice. are dope. And then I put together uh, one full regiment. Uh, well, the bo- the box used to say regiment on it, but it's basically a whole squad of Bretonian bowmen. Sick. Man. So that's what I did. I put all that shit together and uh, got down to that. What about you, bud? Uh, John, you go ahead. You're the guest here. Uh, well, I guess I can go over sort of because I haven't been on another episode, so I guess I can go over sort of what I've been doing recently. Um, so for the deuce, I was uh, getting a, getting a lot of stuff ready. Um, I kind of had most of my stuff kind of ready far in advance because. I'm not the kind of person who likes to grind at the end of paint. So I sort of made the choice when we were doing the deuce, me and AJ were setting it up. Um, I was working on terrain, but then part of that terrain, I wanted to get a night done for uh, like my night steerix, a Malinax night steerix done so that I could have it on the table kind of part of the terrain because that table's supposed to be themed around like uh, my forge world and having like knights being like rearmed on it. And then right. so, yeah, yeah, totally. It's pretty, so like, I, Got that guy finished. Finished up a night Steerix. Uh, I've, I've, you know, a little bit of odds and ends here on my uh, Xana army, um, and then finishing up uh, some Titanica stuff because me and AJ we were pretty avid about. Uh, we wanted to have a six by four Titanicus table, four drill Titanicus table set up. So he plays uh, Astrum, and I play Mortis. So basically we wanted to have two playable 2000 point lists and um i was kind of like a few models short from that so i kind of cranked that out got my uh, more malinax knights finished for that as well so i'm kind of like duo like doing uh my malinax and 30k but also malinax and uh, titanicus which is pretty fun it's an interesting little thing trying to like theme 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 them similarly and uh gonna have some of the characters are actually going to be like playable in both like have them identical you know and uh, I was actually quite surprised how fast they 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 both pumped out that book, Chitin Death, and the other one. What, what's the other one called that came out recently? Uh, Doom and Moloch. Yeah, like those came yeah. out relatively really quick for that game. So they did. They, they came out a little bit fast for me, if I'm honest. I really have bar- I have not even really like opened Doom and Moloch much. I need to like actually sit down and and read through it. Titanicus is in terms of playing it has kind of been on the back burner because of the dues. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's cool that they're supporting it so quickly at the same time. Like, it is awesome. It was definitely like, wow, this is really fast. So, so that's pretty dope. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so other than that, uh, I've so I've had this recent thing. I've played Sons of Horus for a long time. I don't know if you guys, you guys, I, I assume that you guys have listened to, to it. At oh, least yeah. a couple of our podcasts. Yeah, I've yeah. played against those handsome Sons of Horus. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, yeah. While I was dying of a fucking intestinal parasite. Of intestinal (laughs) parasites. You were a fucking trooper. Like, um, honestly, it was it was a testament to your character that you were still fun 
despite the fact that you were liquid liquiding out of your face and your ass at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I had a fucking <laughs> wad of toilet paper stuffed up in my butt trying to happen in public. Yeah, that's that's like, a smile on my face. Like, I had to get right back down to that gaming hall and just get right back to it. I, like, I was gonna say that's like military life hacks, right? Like from dysentery, like you just that's fucking right, know. Man. Called <laughs> a man right, pawn. So yeah, um, so I've had Sons of Horus for a long time, um, and I love Sons of Horus have kind of been my main army. I've got a lot of them. I have like fourteen thousand points. So uh, I have a lot. I only have about eight thousand points painted, but I've sort of decided, especially after the Deuce, I've been pretty Mechanicum heavy lately, playing my Dark Mech like pretty much constantly. So usually after an event, I'll kind of like switch over to the other army and kind of start start painting some of my back backlog with that. So. I basically wanted to make a list that evolves around Reavers and uh, um, Destroyers, because I think not only do I think it's thematically awesome, I also think that they'll synergize well on the table, and I think that Reavers can kind of get a lot of their, like, the issues with Reavers can kind of be alleviated a little bit by having Destroyers as a sort of, like, you know, additional unit. So I've been working on these Reavers, and uh, also at the Deuce, uh, I bought a second Sakaran Punisher, so I have this list that I'm building oh, towards oh, right now, which is a, uh, yeah, mine too, right? Right? Like, that thing. it's so, it's so awesome. It's, like, my favorite tank currently, just because it's the coolest fucking thing in the world. Like, yeah. when you have a rule called Rolling Thunder, like, right. say no more. So fucking, exactly. it's sold, bro. So awesome. So yeah, um, so I got a second Sakaran Punisher. I basically have this list that it's going to be like Destroyers, Reavers, uh, two, uh, the Squadron of Sakaran Punishers, um, a Dreadclaw, a uh, Storm Eagle, and then because it's a Black Reaving list, like I'm playing three different uh, consoles, and none of them are compulsory consoles, but because of the Black Reaving Red War, which is Honestly, in reality, it's a terrible right of war. It's fucking terrible in gameplay terms. Like, I've played it, like, three times, and I've played my Sons of Horus, like, for however many years, and it's just not very good. But I wanted to make a list evolved around it because I thought it would be cool. And because of the fact that the uh, the Herald can be your HQ, but he's not allowed to be a uh, your compulsory, uh, but the right of war will a- actually forces you to take a um, Master Signal, and it makes that master signal compulsory. So I have a Moritat in the list, a uh, Herald, and a. Um, uh, sorry, what did I just say? Literally two seconds ago, a. Um, Moritat Herald. Oh yeah, and a master signal. So it's it's like this kind of cool list. So I'm building towards that right now. So I've basically just been working on that. Uh, I got some base code. All the base codes done on the Reavers. All the base codes done on the uh, Destroyers. And I'm basically just waiting. My buddy forgot to hook me up with some parts of the, the uh, Sakaran. So once I get those, I'm going to start painting the Sakaran as well. And I'm hoping for our next event in uh, in February that I'll have a uh, a list that's pretty unlike any list I've ever played for my Sons of Horus. So, yeah, that's where I've been at. Nice, hobby. man. I always, always like that after an event when you can kind of, like, put down that new hot project you've been working on and go, go at your, you know... You're tried and true from a different angle and trying to totally. get it work. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Tell me about it. I'm tired of painting Thousand Suns. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. But uh, as far as I've been uh, hobbying on my Tomb Kings a little bit, I put some pictures up of some of the big stompies I have on the Facebook page. 
uh, got the war sphinx and my hierotitan knocked out and magnetized and all that good shit. And, uh, there's a lot of fun to work on. I've been wanting to work on this project for a long time. And these are very like iconic parts that were, you know, drawn me into, into fantasy. I'm a very simple creature. So if you put something big and shiny in front of my face, it'll attract <laughs> me in a fucking giant Marvel animated <laughs> Sphinx of death is a, <laughs> but um so working on that i also went up to uh powerful ryan kimmel's yesterday and got a game in with him played a little bit of uh 3k heresy against his black shields and my uh iron hands and was what is it shatter strike yeah the one where you score victory points you know uh scoring units worth two if it's in your enemy's deployment zone denial units are worth one and you score everything at the end of the game. Uh, close game, but Ryan pulled it out. You know, he's a fucking OG. He knows his way around his tabletop, as it turns out. So but it was a lot of fun. I did go up there and drop off some uh, terrain for the Battletech Alpha Strike event they're going to be having up there next weekend. So if you're interested in that, go to the Battle Barn Facebook page, and you can RSVP to that event and find out all the details and formats. What I understand, I'm not super familiar with Alpha Strike, but it's a it's a pretty wide open format. They do have some like the equivalent of force organization like mandates you got to meet as far as what you're allowed to take and what you're not allowed to duplicate those kind of things. But I took some train up there. If if you're a listener, you've been here for a while and you've seen like my city board, the lights up and all that stuff. It'll be there. Ryan's going to put all that together and get it uh get it all set up for for those players that are gonna come by also i've been uh you know having a little bit of wet dreams about that biotech kickstarter that it's going to be coming out here uh oh my god that clan one i'm a filthy planner so i'm fucking all about so much about the inner sphere so i uh definitely waiting i've got a reminder set in my phone so i can fucking pledge i'm like I've never got in on a good Kickstarter ever. I always sleep on it. I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. And then it's <laughs> fucking awesome. And I just get screwed and have to pay like five times what something's worth on eBay after the fact. But uh, not this time. Not this fucking time. Like, I find it hard to not be weary of them because they're so like open ended. And it's like, I yeah. feel like. I'm all, I always kind of cringe when someone backs a Kickstarter that doesn't seem to understand that it's like, hey, you know, like, there's no guarantee you're getting this. Just understand that because yep. I feel like a lot of people don't, like, they it don't. It might they don't just be funny together. someone's drug habit. Who the fuck Exactly. Is, man? Like, <laughs> like, there's no accountability. So, I backed a, uh, a video game on Kickstarter that's currently now on, on, on the Steam store. And you could buy. And when I initially did the back, the, the Kickstarter for it about a year and a half or so ago, I have not gotten any of my rewards from that back. Which game that. is it? It's called Battalion 1944. Oh, okay. That's Thanks good. a lot, Battalion 1944. You know what's hilarious? If you go on the Steam store page right now and you look at all the, the comments, the, the major reviews... It's every single person who like put in for the Kickstarter, and it's just basically they're using that that store page as uh, okay. 
Uh, where's my Kickstarter? To, to voice their nerd displeasure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> lack of Kickstarter. Yeah. I got lucky. The only Kickstarter I've actually funded was a video game as well, and I did not get these shenanigans, so I'm glad. Nice. <laughs> the most helpful review is uh, posted on May 18th by Hive Mickey. Literally the scummiest developer I've ever encountered. I was a Kickstarter backer who waited months to post a Steam release for a key and never received it. I tried contacting this garbage company in so many ways. I <laughs> Finally, I got fed up and went to complain on Steam community. One of the developers actually tried to talk to me, which seemed great, until that dev became hostile to, get, to help get me to get paid for it, because it was somehow my fault. All of my info had nothing to do the whole time. Every survey. After an unbelievably hostile and long conversation with I got so fed up. Basically, I was an idiot. Don't be an idiot like me. Can't hear you right now, Vince. Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit. What? Where did I, where now, did I now, you're, now you're back in. I'm not gonna read that whole thing ever again. Well, that's your that's your update on Sounds like it's a good Kickstarter. Yeah, you could expect support from that any day now. I mean fucking <laughs> Sounds like they're on the level. But uh Garbage. As far as that goes, that's that's all my hobby progress, man. I've just been uh cracking away on fantasy. My buddy Brett, um the guy I bought my Tomb Kings off of, or the majority of off of, sent me a limited edition for Hammer Fantasy like Fire Priest that he wanted painted up. And I'm gonna give it to him at camp, and I'm working on that man. I'm wet blending flames together right now. It's painting the tits, but dude, you you're you're wet. You, like wet blending is like your new crotch. You fucking love doing it. Fuck yeah. The thing is, you know, it's all about paint consistency. So there's a weird little trick I've learned about that, that Badger Minutiere makes what is supposed to be like a pre-mixed uh, airbrush paint, but I don't know what they mix it with, but it doesn't come out quite as like the best consistency as like a Vallejo model layer. Are you talking about Minute, Minute, Minotaur? Yeah. I, I don't, I do not like Minotaur paints. Yeah. They have like a few of them. They're like all just really bad out of an airbrush in my experience Super runny not great out of an airbrush they have like no no pigment <laughs> yeah they do however come out of they come out to be about the perfect consistency for like glazes and shit so okay. you can do a lot of wet that. and it's real easy i don't have to like i know the consistency and the pigment's going to be the same every drop out of the bottle as opposed to if i try to mix it myself i I fuck it up and ruin it. So yeah, uh, but um, yeah, that's about it, man. I'm gonna get this bad boy ready and you know meet meet you guys at camp and pass this off to him and fucking, I can't wait, man. It's not not too much longer, only a couple of months. So fuck and yes, I, I I wish I was on that. Yeah, I also uh have been 
we will you will be there in spirit my friend oh i will spirit and i'll be on a spiritual journey so don't worry i'll probably <laughs> I, I hope to get an intergalactic macho man randy savage message at least at one point through it one of those years yeah. ago <laughs> don't worry i'm almost sure we could do that but uh another thing i wanted to make people aware of um i'll probably talk a little more about it next episode but i have a lot of terrain i've amassed for fantasy i think i you know i have personally at least two tables so after you listen next week and if you want uh to get into eighth advance kind of suspension you know i need to have my shit together and painted by this time feel free to bring that on down to camp and uh i'll set this stuff up in the evening it's the game it's a fucking old school game so I can't wait to get into the episode where you and the special guest show me how to play because there's a lot of there is a lot of confusing stuff in that rule book and I'm an yeah. idiot. So Well, don't worry. We're gonna fuck <laughs> you up, dog. But uh all right. Well guys, hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about a deuce and uh how the event went, your experiences in in beautiful British Columbia. Yeah, so do you want to start, Vincent? No, no, you, it's, it was your guys' thing. Tell us tell us all about it. What, what was up? And then I'll tell you about my experience. Yeah, so um, last year we ran an event called uh, the 43rd Annual Royal Flush. And um, we have had – that was basically, I think, our third event, our third mainline event. And um, we've had tremendous growth at our events. Like, it's been kind of ridiculous how quickly they've been growing. So the one that we decided to do after, we, we one thing that was pretty early on uh, obvious at the last event at the, at the Royal Flush was that people wanted to try a team event. So we decided to run our next event, which was the 74th annual Deuces Gone Wild event. And uh, that happened last weekend. And uh, I think it was June 8th weekend, if I remember correctly. Ninth. So. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we had a 40 person uh, team event and um, it was sort of a uh, semi narrative. Uh, our events in the past have been a little more narratively driven, but because uh, of the sort of, team nature it makes it a lot harder to to have a, a more specific narrative and so yeah um we basically we ran this 40 person event come down to victoria have brews and pew pews have a good time um two-day event we had uh, two games on the first day 2500 points per player so 5000 points per team and then on the day two we had one game and that was uh 77000 points 70, per yeah, per team. So, yeah, um, we we tried. I know, like you know, uh, I am sort of AJ's like main helper with the events. Uh, I do what I can to sort of um, help him and keep the load off his shoulders as much as I can. But AJ does do the sort of majority of the work, and he fucking you know we had we we tried to make it the best event we could and had more prize support than we've ever had before, had more people than we've ever had before, like. So yeah, that that's kind of the spiel. Uh, it was, I think it was uh, safe to say it was fairly successful. Um, oh, yeah. Most people showed up, and yeah. So I'd I'd, I'd love to hear uh, hear about your your stories, there, Vince, because I was only kind of uh, you know with you for the portions of the day that I could be around. So, but yeah. you you were there for all the most important days, which was the the pre gaming on Friday. 
Yes. And then the actual two day event. And then yep. that was it. Like sun, it was good because like Sunday we ended it and then everybody went their went everybody went their ways. Yep. But the the amped up like period beforehand was crazy. So AJ, me, Kurt, and Jay, we were invited and we were hosted by AJ to stay at his house. And it was a lovely little house in Victoria, BC. And so we got I was the last person to arrive. I got there like around Thursday evening. And so Friday, I think. Did you, John? Did you have to work Friday? That's why you showed up a little bit later. Like both. Of you uh, I had to work, and then I had to go to the gym. So it was that's just a matter of like timing. So yeah, that's why it was a little late. Wall is the goal, man, and size is the prize. All right, exactly. Passion exactly. <laughs> checks and breaking necks. All Gains for Jesus, baby. Exactly. Right. So AJ decided to host this basically like this pre-event party at his house, and it was like. It was reminiscent of like an old high school banger when your kids are not at, like when the parents are not in town. Yeah. Because his wife wasn't there. So like all these, like we got this, we got this barbecue. um, And I wish Michael was on because I would have told them how garbage the brisket was. Like, holy shit. Me and Kurt tasted the brisket and we were like, this is just too many different flavors that somebody that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing is doing. But. It was still brisket. It was pretty tender, but the taste was garbage. You want to be a fucking barbecue elitist like Michael and (laughs) hold your smug nose in there. (laughs) But other than that, it was a great time. Uh, We got really drunk. And then because of their whole uh, hobby progress shame bets that they made last year, what AJ could wear the Creed two two top shirt, he did, which was hilarious. And Teo had to do frosted tips, which worked way better than I was I was hoping oh it would be. God. So <laughs> I I really wish that I'd made the stipulation that he had to cut his hair into a crew cut and then spike it. But because <laughs> it wasn't like that, it was like way less Guy Fieri esque, and it was way more just like standard semi emo like make him look like, like a fucking looked... insane clown posse member exactly with i wanted it to be definitely like this guy is like 99 percent sure this guy's a juggalo yeah. and he also <laughs> like the lead singer of smash mouth he looked like <laughs> yes that's exactly yep smash mouth there we go yep so, so all yeah. that all that took place on Friday. I was still in AJ's hobby dungeon, just like painting away, trying to finish everything up. And then everybody left. We had a great time. And then we woke up the next day. The event started at nine. No, nine o'clock is when it started on Sunday. Check-in was ten o'clock. Ten thirty was the kickoff. And then I, I think it was it was nine. It was nine was check-in, and then nine thirty was the kickoff. Oh. And damn, even even sooner. And then so first game, me and Kurt, we got paired up with well, we challenged uh Matt and Teo, Matt Virgin and, and Teo from Boys of the Golden Throne. Oh yeah, and, the Virgin Manor. Yeah, and we had a phenomenal game in which we got tabled. So it was a great time. <laughs> uh, those uh I those fucking gray slayers are just they're they're oh, yeah. great. They just combat shield, so like everything has an invul, and it's just like yep. it's it's tough. It's very very tough. They're scary, man. They're 
they're they're easy to underestimate when they when you especially if you've not played against wolves and you're like oh they're on foot this will be easy and then they run and then charge you and you're like oh fuck right. like they're pretty scary. <clears throat> but my dumbass had two twenty man tactical squads because I was running the Axis of Disillusion right of war for my Thousand Sons, and obviously I didn't run two fucking Spartans. So these two twenty man squads were just like on foot on the table and then matt virgin just came out of nowhere with his legion glaive and then just zapped all of those guys did he outflank it what did he outflank it no he just had it on the table like just okay just deployed that bad way he just moved it up and uh i was just like well these things are gonna die like as soon as i saw the legion glaive and i knew i didn't have any transports for my dudes i was like i knew they were gonna die so basically my (laughs) whole thought process was Run them to objectives as soon as possible, get those points, and then just let them wither and die from the glaive. And that's exactly what happened. So turn two, the glaive took 19 out of the 20 tactical squad dudes. And then turn three, the the glaive shot the other 20-man tactical squads and took like 18 out of the 20 out immediately. So I was like, okay, this is cool. I still have a Titan. And then my Warhound Titan got destroyed by uh, Dark Castellax. Oh, yes. So he was running them with a Pravian, five of them, is that right? Yes, five of with them. With Tank Hunter. Uh, yeah. That's a scary squad. I fought that. I fought them too. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> and my Castellax, which was a much smaller Castellax unit, was just like, shoot first and try to blind them. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Uh, I hated it. It was gross. It was great. Everything, everything that we faced, me and Kurt faced up against, we were just like, there, there's nothing we can do, bud. Even though we had two Scout Titans, we didn't, we didn't like try and be a dick about it. I had two twin length Vulcan Mega Bolters on mine. And then he, uh, Kurt, had the plasma gun and the flamer. So, like, yeah. didn't do the turbo laser destructors whatsoever. We didn't want to be dicks. And we were just like, well, there's nothing we can do, bud. Because even my Dreadnought had Twin Link Volk, uh, the Volkite Culvert on it. I and, think Teo and uh, especially Matt, I think that I think part of their whole thing was that they wanted to fight me and Greg. So they made they made a list that they thought could take me and Greg's list on. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the vibe that I get because it was definitely a good it was a solid list. Our meta is very um, we have a lot of players who played for a long time. So I definitely find that sometimes people are a little bit like, whoa, when they come up to, to come up to, to Victoria and they play us because we just have a lot of players who know there are, they know that we know their lists. We know like what works. Um, I don't think we bring like whack lists at all, but we definitely have like, like a lot of guys make good solid lists and it's something. Oh, that, that was just... definitely, that was definitely a synergized list. So next yeah. year, I'm, 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 I'm no holds bar. If you guys want to do mid max and synergize, I could I could bring that to the table. No problem. This wasn't min max though. That was literally that was AJ. That was just the stuff that AJ had. That was actually a backup list that uh that, <laughs> that was, um, they beat you there. with their triple A squad, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. 
here too, and 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 Matt's definitely like getting better. Like Matt's gotten like uh because he's kind of like our our resident. Like he's you know he started he was just playing AJ's forces, and and I think Matt's played against me enough times that he sort of is just like. Hmm. I mean, but uh, one day uh, I'm gonna get you one day. <laughs> yeah. But going into uh, round two, uh, me and Kurt got paired up with AJ and Liam, which were brand new players in their their local scene there in Victoria. So me and Kurt just dropped the whole don't care about the points thing, and, and we were just like, let's let's just have a game where they just learn every they they learn whatever they can possibly. So it was basically just a, a teach him game, like how to play and, and stuff like that, like how to take advantage of like the rules and like with the armies that they with the with the units that they had, uh, how to take advantage of the terrain, the board and like like the objective of like what those individual units should do and like what they should do with them on like the turns they had, um, because they honestly they they didn't have anything that could combat our our our, our titans. They just had. Dudes in tactical squad, like tactical squads and rhinos, and then they had like little Death Star units, like of of Terminators or or strong vets and and Spartans and, and land raiders. But other than that, they had like no anti like hardcore anti tank stuff whatsoever. So we just use it as a game to just like just hang out, drink beer, and just teach them more about it, and then. Uh, AJ, I think it was. It was AJ or Liam. I can't remember, but the older gentleman, um, he hooked me up with one of his uh, wood elf models. He was like, hey, I know you're getting into the fantasy, and this is pretty dope, and I would like you to have this because I want to thank you for being a good teacher for me. And I was like, dope. Sweet. Thanks, man. Dude, That's awesome. That's yeah. fucking legit. You're yeah. getting a free model out of being a good teacher. That's like the best. Yeah, here, I'll grab it. It's... Uh... This guy right here. Can you see it, Scotty? Yes, sir. Nice. Nice. Classic. Oh, God, awesome. I've, I've been trying to figure out what that thing is called, but it's a it's like is it between a, a tree man and a dryad. Oh, it's I not an ant? An ant? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't that what it's called? It's a fucking a, a tree ant? Sure, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, man. Of course I, <laughs> I was just curious if you knew. But uh, old trend. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. But they're they're pretty legit, man. That's a sweet OG model. Yeah. So uh, that was that was the second round, and that was uh, that was closing up the day. And then the rest of the night was just us being drunken idiots at the the Legion, basically. Yeah. As we as we planned. Yes. That's how we go. Yep. This year's event, I won't lie, it was definitely tamer in the drunk drunk department than last year. Tao was just getting her lit up last year, so was I. It was just it was a little bit, <laughs> a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, there was definitely still some drunken shenanigans. Um, yeah. So, do you want me to go into my day one, or do you want to yeah. go into your day two? No, or... no, go into your day one. Okay, cool. So yeah, day one. What did I do? Uh, so I had uh, Dreamy, Greg, Baron, or uh, sorry. Um, Greg, uh, why am I forgetting his last name right now? Greg from Seattle, cranky old gamer. 
and um he's kind of he's come out to a couple of our events now and he's he's like super awesome guy he also has a xan army so me and him kind of just like boy crushed out when we first met we were both like yeah xan that's fucking awesome man like greg's like next time i'm gonna bring my army me and you we're gonna we're gonna have a team game so we can have like a themed team game and um so we basically when we found it was gonna be a team event we were like hey let's uh get crazy and do some of our beautiful uh cream colored fucking xana goodness and we'll do uh an allied army and uh so we we've been planning that for a while i've had my list made for basically the better part of like eight or nine months um because i wanted to know what i wanted to have painted the only thing in my list that was a guarantee is that i wanted to get my uh domitars in and i wanted to get my and wanted to get scory in so i, I built a list that kind of had every model that i wanted in it and then uh, Greg built his list, and he basically sent me and sent it to me a week before um, we actually played. It was like, yeah. he's like, "Hey, what's your email address?" He sends me his list finally, and I'm like looking at his list, and I send him my list, and he's looking at my list, and we're both like, "Oh, this is gonna be really good." It was like our lists are gonna synergize really well. We didn't even plan for it, but like very, very synergistic, awesome lists, like super fun. Um, he kind of had more of a Tagmata force. I had a Cybernetica based force. So the robots that he did have, which was only like one, he had he had one Voltrax and he had a squad of uh, Artilax. So uh, my list had a lot more uh, uh, Cortex controllers, and the range of my Cortex controllers is a lot further because it's a Cybernetic list. So I could sort of plug the holes on his list, and then he had more scoring than me because Cybernetica lists are always just like. Yeah. complete garbage garbage at scoring i had one scoring unit like so yeah it was good he also had uh in his uh his 3500 point he had two knights in uh, my 3500 point i had one knight but uh day one we were only playing the 2500 point games so our uh, first game we played against a local guy jeremy who's a uh, Strong, really strong player. He's one of our strongest players. I've had like dozens and dozens and dozens of games with Jeremy. Um, we had we had two dropouts, so he actually had to play by himself. He basically just like manned up and took five thousand points of uh. He took he took the night list that he'd planned to bring, and then he also brought uh, an allied, uh, not allied, but a separate list of uh, Raven Guard uh, drop list. So we played against him. Super fun. It was kind of like my first real experience using Domitars in a scenario where they actually get to kind of uh, wreck face a bit. Because let me tell you, if you haven't played Knights or Domitars, Domitars fuck Knights. Like, if you, <laughs> if you try to charge a unit of Domitars with a Knight Lancer, that even if it's your Seneschal, it's, it's not going to go well for you. So... Um, yeah, pretty good. Uh, good game. Very, very, very good. Like, like hard fought game. We actually ended in a tie, which was pretty awesome. I was pretty stoked on that, and uh, we had a super fun time. Um, definitely, like, really fun to just be running Cybernetica and like uh, fighting these fucking giant knights. And then uh, uh, Greg had uh, a bunch of uh, Titan Guard in his list. He had two squads of Titan Guard, but he didn't have them with the stupid haywire bullshit. He had them with uh, the yeah. uh, the 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 like rad fucking four shot rad guns, which was pretty fun. Like, so looked Insane gorgeous. Got some warfare, just grim, yeah, grim fucking. Yeah. They're like two shots each shred, or sorry, four shots each shred. Like, Dude, I've been watching Chernobyl. I'm all about fucking. 
people down from radiation. Right? Isn't it? Yeah, I was watching that too, and I was like, oh, this definitely gives me some influence for like my grim, dark, like <laughs> so radiation edge and myrmidon list I want to do. I spent I spent two days trying to like like research on how like trying to understand acute radiation syndrome ARS because I was just like dumbfounded. I was like, how is it these guys? They're like very the firefighters that were like directly exposed to that graphite core and they got all these radiation sickness burns and everything like that. And like two days later, they think they're feeling fine and like yeah, they're getting better. The like they're playing cards, smoking cigarettes, yeah. and then next thing you know, like yeah. a week later, they're like their skin is turning black and they're like, like cancer. No. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I, I did the same thing. I was reading, but that's a very it's actually a real thing too. They they like go through a period of usually last twenty four hours where they think that they're okay, and yeah. then, oh, then it goes worse. It's probably about the most horrible way to die possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you just got to ball out in that twenty four hours, man. You got to fucking just go hard, just like just exactly, <laughs> just fucking hookers and hey, fucking hey, boys. Soldiers have the right idea. They're like. We found How these pieces of scrap, scrap lead. Just put it over your dick and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so finished that game. Good good game. Had a tie. And then uh, our second game we had, it was kind of, it sounds like very similar to yours, Vincent, uh, your second game where it was like, uh, uh, Tim's not a newer, necessarily new player. He's Greg's friend. But uh, we had another guy in our group named uh, Troy. He's kind of a local guy. He, he doesn't play a ton. So it was a very, like, you know, I felt bad. We they weren't rolling so hot. We got first turn. Uh, two Thanatars is definitely like for some lists is fucking brutal. Like if you play uh, infantry heavy list and you're fighting two Thanatars, it's pretty hard to like undo if you don't have answers for them. And they definitely were like didn't necessarily have the best answers to the cybernetica stuff. So you know we were kind of trying to you know teach them like doing the same thing as you was trying to show Troy. I was like, well you have this. Uh, you have this Sakaran Arcus, and this is the best tank in the games, and I'm going to explain to you why. And he's like, what? If it doesn't move, if it shoots twice, no one told me this. And I was like, yeah, dude, like, you know, this is your best answer. And, and uh, yeah, so, you know, not, not a bad game by any means, but it was definitely one of those games where I kind of, we, we both kind of felt bad because it was a little bit, like, uh, kind of, kind of uh, lopsided. So we tried to make the best of it that we could and sort of... Uh, sort of uh you know make it as enjoyable for of an experience as we could for the other guys but uh yeah so and then uh we got into the the nighttime which was mainly drunkening drunken uh craziness i i actually ran a titanicus game for that because i'm really trying to promote titanicus locally and uh within like any of the game groups i want that to catch on because it's i can tell you like I've probably played about 15 games of Titanicus right now, and I think it's here to stay. Like, definitely is, like, one of the only games that I play aside from 30K, but, like, immediately played it, and it was like, this is an awesome game. It's very well-constructed. It's very fun. So just kind of wanted to show some people, like, hey, because, you know, there, I, me and AJ kind of consider Titanicus to be this be in the 30K playground of, like, this is, this is technically 30K. It's just, it's a different game, but it's agree. the same setting. And, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so just trying to kind of get some more guys to get on it because it's like we we we've all we have these like fantasies about running like events that have Titanicus and 30k going and stuff like that. So we're trying to kind of get that going on. So yeah, other than that, uh, I think it was yeah pretty much just doing that and then uh, going home and getting resting up for the next day, the our next big day. 
So my big beef with Adeptus Titanicus is I came to the Deuce wanting to get a game in, but I was just basically, I looked at AJ and I was like, dude, everybody's drunk here. The worst thing, like, I feel most uncomfortable playing is a new game with, like, eight drunk people who are also new players. It would just blow the hell out of me because, like, everybody's just trying to learn the game. So no big deal there. But what I did notice of the game is that uh, I was like, everything in Battletech, Scott, that you use for a Battletech game, they, like, license it, and they make you buy it, and they make you spend a whole bunch of money for it. It is awful. Like, the game looks actually really cool. But, yeah. like, the, the, the little side products that you have to buy and the, the cards, like... They they use like little little metal like tokens to like to to mark off like armor hits and stuff like that, and you have to pay for all that. I I feel bad for Adeptus Titanicus players. Hey man, they they let you print they let you print that stuff out now though. They've put that out for like actually you can print it off yourself. Thank but you. uh, yeah, I mean, I got the like, I got that initial one. What was the Grandmaster box? I haven't yeah. had to buy any of that. I've literally had enough so far. Like, I will need to probably buy a little bit, but I I, I basically have enough for like three thousand points of Titanicus from that. So, hasn't been too much of an issue. But it's definitely my main pet peeve with the game as well. But that said, like, definitely not a, not to say it's not worth it because the game is awesome. Like, I definitely am like pretty it's the cheapest game to get in in terms of like games workshop games in my opinion so you know still seems uh seems viable if, mm. if price is a factor i especially mm. if you print the stuff out yeah especially if you print it like if you're talking about like outside of like buying the official models printing stuff out then yes definitely probably the cheapest. Oh, I, I met i met the uh sorry the uh the cards and stuff oh i was talking about the models <laughs> well i mean you can print. They there's a bunch of the weapons they haven't released yet. So holy really? shit, we got Jamie in here. What's up? Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> Bam. Fucking ambush. <laughs> Sneak attack. Hey guys. So uh, we also added Jamie to the to the call. This he's going to be talking a little bit about the toys for tot stuff after we go over the review segment. But Jamie is also a fucking veteran war gamer and a big part of this podcast and the shit we do behind the scenes. So. I try to make y'all laugh. That's what my job is. That's right. That's right. But go ahead. Keep going with what you were doing, Jamie. What were you saying? Oh, no. Well, I mean, there's a, like with Titanicus, there's a bunch of weapons that they have. They have rules for that they haven't released uh, in typical GW fashion. They haven't released a kit or a sprue for them. So people just go and make 3D CADs of them and print them out, yeah. you know? Exactly. Like Big John. Yep. Big John that taught the uh, that taught our, uh, our our 3D printing course. Even if you listen to the Eye of Horrors podcast, they talk about how John is the only person in the world with the certain weapon upgrades that go on to like Knights and Titans for that Deptus Titanicus because he took the time to design them and print them on his own. Well, didn't um on the last show, if I'm not mistaken, I thought was it uh who was the painter from England that Ryan had in? Um Matt. Oh, Matt Kane. Yeah, he he had Ryan print him out some weapons that hadn't been released yet, just so he'd be the first person in England or the UK to have them for an event. Yep. And uh, he got he got those files from John when John came down and did the three D printing course that me and Scott yeah. sat in on. Yeah. 
powerful. Yeah, he's a bad He knows how to. He knows how to viciously design like shit. Go yeah, on, get it out, and then not the, only that, uh, he's like he pr- he's probably got like the Guinness World Book of Records for like chewing gum. Yeah, he's got a weird gum thing. We we <laughs> have to crack the mystery. Is he like an ex smoker or something there. like that? Because that's kind of like I don't know. Man. I have no he idea. Must be. He's got. He has something. He's hiding. I don't know. It. It was starting to shine through with that fucking gum chew. He just really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's my thoughts on uh, Adeptus Titanicus. So for those of you out there that love horsey, uh, horse heresy and then uh, got into Adeptus, Adeptus Titanicus because it's a different game but in the horse heresy setting, I would say try uh, do your research into classic Battletech and it's the same concept. Except you buy one model, doesn't need to be WYSIWYG, and you just print out the sheets and the variations of that specific mech that you want to destroy people with, and then you go from there. And yeah, I mean, like the CBT rule book, at least the PDF version is free, yeah. like the new one. So, and you don't need you don't need weapon cards for when you print out the sheet of like the mech that you have. Like you'll just right. research that mech, you'll find out what weapons it has, and then you print out that sheet. And then, if you want different weapons, then you'll look at the different variants of that mech, but you don't need to like have like a standard sheet and then use cards to put on that sheet what weapons you have and everything like that. It's just find yeah, out what's carving off with like a pin or whatever. So the real easy way to do it that Scotty told me is just like I, I bought a laminator off of Amazon for like thirty five yeah. bucks. You just print out all the, the mechs that you want. Put them through the laminator, and then you get yourself some wet erase pens. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recommend dry erase because, like, your your arm and your fist will probably like erase it. But <laughs> yeah, it's easy way to do it. Oh, speaking of speaking of BattleTech for you two, I got this shit off Etsy. I was I got the last three packs of these off Etsy, and the guy isn't selling them anymore. But they're uh, they're BattleTech. Um, movement dice oh neat yeah so like for jumping running and walking and then like depending on how how many inches or hex tiles as the proper etiquette (laughs) would be uh tells you like your your modifiers for you to shoot and for people to hit you so i got like the last three packs of these bad boys cool man I'm all about some gaming like assistance and aids and things like that because fuck you know war gaming is only as fun as you know the pace of the game you're playing and if it's just dragging into in any game it can you know fall into that you know 30k titanic hit about whatever you know they can all uh drag if you don't know what the fuck you're doing but yeah things that help speed it up and i'm all about them oh yeah all right, uh, where were we? So, John, your day two? Um, my day two So was the 7,000-point game between the two of us. Uh, me and Greg had basically our same lists, but we had additions. So Greg's additions were... Uh, I think he dropped... I can't remember what he dropped. He dropped one unit, and then his additions were a Knight Porphyrion and a, uh, a uh, Atropos. Uh, Knight is a Seneschal, which is basically uh, like an, it was an allied detachment. And then my list was basically the exact same, except I added a couple. I added a unit of Thalax, or, or I sorry, I added more Thalax to my 
to my army. I think I added like two Athalax and then a Knight Porphyrion. Nice. And uh, yeah, so we, we fought um, uh, Teo and uh, Matt in our game because we got called out. And uh, it was a really it was super fun game. Yeah, like Matt just came up to us in the first day. He's like, we're fucking taking you down. We want to fight you. And it was like, I was like, all right, Matt. All right. Whatever you say, don't Matt. Be, don't, Whatever. don't beat me up, Matt. <laughs> so, like, just like aggressively comes over. We're fighting you, you do too. So, but it was, yeah, it was an awesome game. It was pretty well matched because they had a Glaive and they had a Falchion. And uh, we had the two Porphyrions and, a, uh, and an Atropos. And um, they kind of like null deployed us. Like a lot of my game was just sort of like, okay, I've run up the side of the table here. Hopefully, I'll get something with Scoria and his Domitars. And then uh, the the uh, <laughs> just Greg getting like his knights fucking getting hammered on. So <laughs> early on, it was definitely I felt bad for Greg. He's like, he's like, yeah, well, there goes, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, but uh, it was it was actually a really awesome game. Early on, it was definitely really close, and it was like I, I, you know, we didn't know how how it was going to go either way. Um, and then so, sort of later on, as as the game swung, I had some hot dice and made some very uh, what at the time felt like the perfect decisions of like, oh, well, I'm going to shoot this glaive with my Porphyrion, and it just happens to strip the last six hull points on it. And it was like. Oh God! Thank you. Like, thank God that helps us so much. And like, getting lucky and not failing saves against uh, the Falchion, so I'm not getting you know uh, stunned and stuff like that. So it ended up being a really good game. Uh, I can't remember what the I think the la- the end score of it was uh, eight to eleven, if I remember correctly. So definitely not a not a landslide victory, but. In the end, they were definitely having trouble dealing with, like, um, they had a lot of infantry, and again, my Thanatars were just, like, fucking shit up. Okay. Like, they were just sitting there, double firing, double, and, you know, next turn, don't shoot, don't do anything, and then, like, right at the destruction again, double firing, and just, like, every time, like, uh, they, they, they land a shot and just kill, like, ten, you know, ten uh, Marines or whatever, just just brutal so and coming from someone who's traditionally played close combat armies and not necessarily just close combat armies but armies that are very centered around like death stars or in like close combat units like i've kind of came from being a tyranid player originally and and uh sons of horus player with these like super aggressive like just aaron and reaver and and uh veteran base lists like i can tell you that now i understand the 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 satisfaction of firing giant barrage templates off of amazing looking robots. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was my second game. Uh my second game. Or third third game, sorry, rather. Yeah. My my second day third game with Kurt was uh was doused in drama and controversy <laughs> as giant <laughs> Because uh, me and Kurt played a Knight's Quest Taurus list and an Iron's Hands list. And going into the, the points jump for 7K instead of 5K, 5K uh, I introduced uh, two 10-man squads of Sekhmet uh, Terminators squads. Um, and then I uh, brought in Magnus the Red. And so I was rocking, rocking Magnus in the segment. Did he have the upgrade, or was he just? Oh yeah, he the, he had the unrelenting wrath of Magnus. Okay. So he was okay. like a seven hundred point fucking model, 
And so I'm he, interested to know how that goes, how that how that it went. Just, with it him. was not worth it. Like if they would have yeah. kept the original stats of Magnus, I would have said that that point upgrade was worth it. But how they not only did they increase the points for Magnus, but like they nerfed them, like that fucking. You know, I, I feel like if they were gonna nerf it, they should have just made it a hundred point upgrade, not like a two hundred point upgrade. Like it, it definitely was like weird when it was like, oh, because it was seven hundred points, but now he can't even do D. It was like, well. Okay, but it's like no one's gonna pay that. Like, le- like legitimately gonna pay that unless they just start trying to be fluffy, you know? Yeah, there, there's a there's there's no point in paying for it because I would just nowadays I would just run Magnus on Biomancy and you don't need that upgrade to yeah. take advantage of that at all. So it's like it was useless because like it, it used to be two D six plus the strength gives you anything yeah. more than ten gives you D. Now it's one D six. And then it caps out at strength 10. So it's like, this is not worth it whatsoever. And the, uh, the only other benefit other than that was once per game, you can ignore any sort of perils result for anybody on the table, not just Magnus, but like if a fucking psyker across the board gets perils, like you can say like, oh, doesn't happen. Like to me, it's just not worth it. Uh, and the way they nerfed him, that's like... <sighs> is the, the dude's not as scary as he used to be. I mean, I look at it as I think that what they what the my gut tells me that the way that they're doing this is they intended intended to be heavy-handed with it so that they could bring it back. That's and that's just, you know, but some some video game, I feel like video game developers will do that like they'll do a patch on something and they'll kind of like they'll be like, "All right, we're going to nerf this and we're going to be heavy-handed with it so that we can slowly increase its effectiveness." And we'll see, but like I don't think that's going to be the final rules for Magnus. I think when they redo the red books, you're going to see him get a rebalance and he'll be a little more in line with, I think this is kind of a temporary thing to fix, to fix the issues that he had. So people aren't just like D spamming with him, you know, but I do agree. I don't, I don't think it's, I think it needs more work for sure. And I've actually emailed them about that. Mark, so he's like the one of one you have, you're, you're very restricted on when you can bring him in a battle. So like, with me and Magnus, like him having access to the to, to like be able to do like D strength stuff, like that makes sense to me. Like the dude destroyed a an Eldar Phantom Titan by himself. Like you're telling me he can't just like obliterate people off the using his mind bullets. Like it doesn't match with what but then again, there's a lot of shit in this game that doesn't match with what's in the books and the lore that we we've read. Yeah. So. I don't know what you're talking about, man. This is all accurate. I could even see it if they increase the weapon instead of being from strength 10 to the, like, they make it strength 10 AP one and they give it some other bonus rules where it's like, Hey, it has armor bane. It has like, it's not necessarily going to be like D strength, but it's like, it can still fucking rip apart armor and stuff like that. Um, it, but it definitely is like weird. It's like, well, you guys, definitely like increasing it to 200 points and then also nerfing it felt like a strange it was a little bit far because what i what originally when we were talking about magnus and sort of our balance stuff like we we floated the idea for a while of writing a boys of the golden throne faq for events and what i was personally looking at was either increasing magnus from the 495 points that he is standard when the book came out which was completely broken to like either 650 or 700 but he gets to keep his d weapons he gets to keep all his cool tools and all that shit but then suddenly he's like the cost of a warhound titan so you know but that makes sense but i don't like 
fact that they increased his points and then took away everything that those points increased before doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But so I had that, and then we were playing against a Knights Questorus list and an Iron Hands list. Magnus and the boys were fighting Ferris Manus and the boys, and we got we got to the end of because the game was only five turns. So at the end of turn five, it ended up being Ferris Manus with one wound left. Magnus had no no wounds whatsoever allocated to him, and it was just going back and forth like that. But we ended up winning because the special rule in the mission was price of failure. And on the bot GT mission card that we received, the price of failure was worth D3 points. Mm. So the boy John comes up to me after the game has ended. It doesn't sound like it would have mattered in hindsight, though, either. <laughs> it sounds like you would have won regardless. Yeah. Like, like looking at it, like I talked to them about it even and after, and they were, they were like, well, it was this many versus this many. I was like, oh, well, it doesn't even matter. It was literally just, yeah, yeah. It was just a mistake on the printing on the card. Yeah, so oh, yeah. it was funny because he comes over and he's like, price of failure is only worth one point. And then I look at Kurt and I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Like in the rule book, it says one, one, it, you get one point for price of failure. And so me, Kurt, and John were all like in agreement. And then I was like, well, but we still get the D3 points. And John was like, well, no, it's only worth one point. And I was like, well, yeah, in the rule book, it's worth one point, but, but your mission card says D3. And then John was like, oh, shit. Okay, that's where you got the D3 from. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it was, like old, I think it was an old, old version of it or something. Like, I don't even know where that came from. Like, I was looking at it and I was like, this is weird. I don't even know if this is the original version of this mission or if this is just, like, like from one of the old black books or something. Like, I was quite confused because I've never heard of it being D3. So we'll definitely be on that next time. AJ printed the mission cards, and I'm the rules guy. So, like, I don't think he realized that he had printed out an outdated version of that mission, which was actually a book mission. It was it was just I funny, though, because we're all in agreement. It's like, yeah, yeah, like, price failure, it's worth one point. And then everybody was like, all right, we're all, we're all cool and everything. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's worth one point in the rule book, but your mission card says it's worth D3. And then it was just like, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But other than that, uh, Chris and Cam were great dudes. So we played with them. Those are the dudes that hang out at the, uh, that, that game called the Spire. And Dude, we'll they, they, I, uh, they are awesome guys. Like, legitimately, yeah. like, yeah, like, very, very, very fun. Like, every time we go up there, it's like fucking fun games. So, yeah. Um, and the game was at, was an absolutely it was a bloodbath. It was like turn one they were taking us, turn two we were taking them, turn three they were coming back and taking us out, turn yeah. four they were taking us. It was like back and forth. It was fucking a bloodbath. Absolutely grudge match, but it was good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think uh, with that concluded we so the event finished uh, we had we we handed out prizes and all that and um it seemed like everyone had a pretty good time like uh you know we we like again we try our fucking best like we really are trying to like knock these these events out of the park and i know that we've we've talked to some people and it seems like for the most part everyone was super happy but we're there's some things that we we feel like with every event we learn some lessons 
and we get better with the next event in terms of planning and stuff. And we've already sort of taken some of the stuff that we've learned and we're already kind of trying to figure out ways that we can apply it to next year to try to make something that's a little more uh, to improve upon the things that we feel like were weaknesses this year. But yeah, um, I, I'd love to to hear what you and Kurt thought of it because you guys were definitely like, uh, we were super pumped that you guys came down all the way from fucking uh, Florida and... Uh, uh, where's Kurt from again? Is it Can- in, no, uh, Indiana? Indiana. Indiana. Washington DC. Uh, Kurt came from Indiana, and I came all the way down from Florida. Yeah, and we super appreciated that. That was super awesome to oh, fucking have God. you guys down. We were very excited to like. Have and next you guys year, there. Scott's gonna come, right, Scott? Oh, That's fuck playing, yes. man. Working on a little vacation. Okay. tell you right now and like i think uh now that like and i'm hoping that vincent you'll have more more time next year if if you do end up coming because like i'd like you to be able to actually like you know see victoria a bit because it really is like a fucking dope place yeah. to come on vacation not having um, to exactly not not having to to to, <laughs> to 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 pop the focus pills and paint for 14 hours straight or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah but I'm pumped to hear that you're thinking about coming there, Scott. Because we'll we'll put you up right, you know. Like if it, if it helps, like we've all you you know you've always got a fucking couch at some someone's place open, either mine or AJ's. So thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah I'm a. I want to make like a whole vacation out of it and go and stay and bring the old lady and stuff. And you know, BC is known for being you know not just a place with awesome people, but you know one of the more beautiful places in the world. So. You know, go up there and fucking shake down some bears and do, you know, who knows what. So. And that, that's the thing, like Victoria, it's like Vancouver is kind of like the place that people think of when they go to they go to BC a lot. And Vancouver is like a nice city, but it also is a bigger city and it has a lot of like shithole aspects to it. There's a lot of like a homeless problem. There's aspects of Vancouver that are like if you're just visiting it, it might be like a little less. You're like, oh, OK, if you're actually just in the city itself, like it can seem a little dirty sometimes. Victoria is not like that. Victoria is like a much smaller city. It's much, I think it's much more beautiful than Vancouver. Um, Everything is gorgeous. Like the Parliament buildings, everything. There's like tons of cool bars. There's tons of places to eat. There's tons of things to do. There's like tons of outdoor stuff. You want to go kayaking or bike riding or anything like that. Like tons of shit to do here. So fucking awesome, man. Nice. Yeah. Guys, sounds like you covered it uh, pretty well. Definitely, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you're listening, check it out next year. You know, I'm sure they'll have details coming out on their Facebook page. Run over there and give it a like at Boys of the Golden Throne. And uh, probably stay stay pretty well uh, updated on that. Do you guys have any dates in mind, John? Uh, I, th- oh, I can't. I'm, I'm no, definitely. Was, uh, they already said the dates for July 6th. Is no, that what G- it is? June 6th. June 6th. Yes. it's D- I believe it's the uh, D-Day. The- D-Day, yeah. yeah. So I believe yeah. the event is so so there's two things to know here. First thing is that we are not a hundred percent right now because we might be having an issue with our venue and because uh, of some funding stuff, the government um, not giving them a tax break. We don't know if um, the Legion is gonna be around next year. So oh, AJ shit. is talking with them right now and we're figuring that out and like I, I'm going to go on a limb and say that I think it's going to work out. We have some other options for potentially for, for venues, but we've definitely like looked around a lot and had like some sort of tough uh, 
it's just just the realization of goddamn everywhere in Victoria is pretty expensive to rent. So I think we're I think it's still a really really good chance that we're going to have it, but I don't want everyone to think that it's for sure because we actually yeah, do not buy know. plane tickets. One hundred percent. Do not buy plane tickets yet. <laughs> but once we put up a Facebook page or a Facebook event page for it, which will be knowing me and AJ, it'll probably be in the next uh, few months because we like to usually have them up like eight months in advance. Um, once yeah, that, up, that, that official, up like right after heresy camp last year so. yeah yeah well and that's because we knew that it was going to be sort of a thing that's going to be quick to sell out we we do charge a premium for our tickets our tickets are generally 60 bucks each but we also put on pretty premium events and we have extremely good yeah. prices for We're it not going to show so. up and see a bunch of fucking random <laughs> hobnob glued together exactly you got fully painted you've got gorgeous tables <laughs> you have you have cool cool people and then you have a bar that's open for two one day and then we're, we're potentially talking two days next year so yeah and then uh, i think the i think the tentative name right now which just will be like a world exclusive because we haven't said this uh, oh, publicly shit. but i the tentative name you have to let me think because i'm trying to remember exactly what it was but i believe it was going to be the um bot gt's inaugural the big d day because it's i believe it's on the anniversary of d day so we wanted to somehow work in the big d into that and uh I yeah, just naturally you know we're, we're into pretty highbrow comedy around here so exactly we like to keep it classy up yeah. here in Korea. So, yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, we'll definitely check that out and be waiting for those details. In the meantime, Jamie, hey, thanks for coming on, bud. And uh, in the past, we've, we've uh, put out some words about, about Toys for Tots Army, and I understand you have a project coming up on deck real soon you want to tell us about. Yeah, uh, up front, I'd like to uh, apologize because really haven't been very active with the basically the house getting destroyed. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you had a fun little event happen when a fucking toilet decided to destroy your humble abode. Oh, yeah. Had a toilet fill line do like $35,000 worth of damage to our oh house. God. And Jeez. then it's just been a, a multitude of things getting everything fixed between like the insurance company trying to screw us over and then um, the contractors literally just walking off the job going like about three quarters of the way through and like just leaving That's so cool. we've had to finish a lot of the house by ourselves me and my, my wife between dealing with the kids and everything so it's been yeah it's been a fun nine months or so um so that's kind of why we haven't had a whole lot of toys for tots armies going or getting uh built or anything recently is because uh, all my hobby stuff has been literally in a pod out in my driveway for about nine months and I have, before, right before this happened, I had collected enough to make a, um, it's actually over 2,500 points, but it's a uh, over 2,500 point uh, Death Guard army uh, stocked out to the hill. I think it, if, I'm, if I'm correct, it's the Reaping is was the, of course, because it's Death Guard. But, nice. nice. Um, here, I have the list. So, anyways, this is fully stocked out. All the bits and everything have been gathered together. It's a, uh, yeah, it's Reaping, uh, Right of War. Uh, we have a 
HQ, Terminator armor, uh, chain fist, iron halo, grenade harness, rad grenades, uh, siege breaker with artificer armor, bolt pistol, and power fist, four death shroud terminators, melt the bombs, riding in a land raider Phobos with the dozer blade. Um, all the land raiders in this wrist I uh, list I have are Mark Two B, so they got you know everything's got some uh, little bitty upgrades and stuff like that. Um, there's a uh, two ten man tactical squads with uh, the sergeants have uh, death shroud or death shroud power sives and rad grenades um, and chain swords, and then there's a heavy support squad. With uh, non-LAS cannons, or hold on, yeah, yeah, non-LAS cannons and the sergeant, and then um, of course you know they're not as good as they were before, but uh, three quad mortars. <laughs> hey man, now you they're just the socially acceptable. That's all. Yeah, I I agree with that statement. You don't, you don't yeah. catch as much shit for tag. Yeah, you, you don't feel as dirty using them anymore. How about that? But I mean they're they're still they're still pretty powerful. Yeah, um, um, Mortis Dreadnought with Twin Curies, Assault Cannons, and then um, two more Land Raiders. They're both Mark IIBs, and that comes in, I guess, like right under 445 points or something like that. And then I also have um, uh, a Typhus and a um, Mortarion that are getting painted up by somebody else. But um, one of our... Uh, Listeners, that's done a lot of work for us. Uh, Odin in Texas, he's uh, started working on this army. Um, he's done a lot of a lot of the troops for armies in the past. But he's really good at painting lots of miniatures with high detail. But he's uh, he's he's actually taken a lot of uh, painting classes recent. Well, not recently, like over the past like six to nine months. And um, so his paint jobs are going to be even better than what they normally are and he does he does a very very high tabletop standard before so these should look really good um and then i believe uh tiger tiger or david that lives up in um with ryan in indianapolis he's actually painting up the typhus and the mortarion nice. and that so, perpetual painting dave yep perpetual yep. painting dave sweet sweet i know that name yeah, him. He's the man. But uh, yeah, so guys, uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page. We'll try to uh, get some details up on that as soon as it's solidified. But you know, start saving your shekels it's for yeah. a good cause, and you know, we can also get you on the tabletop with the Legion. We're going to be doing the next Legion breakdown for let next Legion episode for so Death Guard. Cool. Right yeah, on. And, uh, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to that. Announced the uh, the winner at the uh, War Games camp like he did last year. Uh, I normally with the the armies we usually do it through eBay. Okay. Um, I don't know because I don't know the timing of how quickly the armies together and they have the models. I just don't know how quickly they're going to get knocked out. You know, like painted up. Yeah, because the, the armies get the eBay listings, correct? Yeah. Okay, got you. And then, but the the Warhound Sky uh, Titan that Scott painted was also just a donation, right? For the, yeah, that's just a separate the thing. Battle, right. like the same thing with there was a the the big cannon, the Admet cannon thing too that uh, Chris from the Ordinatus or Ordinatus. Yeah, yeah Ordinatus that Chris from the Forgotten Legion donated donated as well. 
Are you guys doing that? Like, are you guys doing the raffle as well? Or is it for right now, you guys are just planning on the, the eBay armies? Right, right now, now. Just eBay. I mean, I'm always looking for more stuff if people want to donate it. Um, I just, with everything that's going on, I've kind of, I'm not going to say I slacked off. It's just I've been extremely yeah. busy this year. And I haven't been able to devote my full undivided attention to try and, you know, kicking stones over and stuff, finding more donations and stuff. I think um, people will forgive you, considering that you've had nine months of one. flooding damage, just shit flood damage. One. Well, looks like we have a lot of backlog work to do, so if you guys have anything you would like to donate towards uh, Toys for Todd Donation Drive for us to raffle off, uh, let us know. Shoot us, shoot us a message on the Facebook, and uh, we'll get in touch with you, and hopefully we can just turn it into something as simple as last year, where... People buy the raffle tickets, and whoever wins what will announce it at Wargamers Camp since everybody will be co-located there. And then if you're not there at Wargamers Camp, we'll just send it out to you in the mail. Yep. Also but beating. Toys for Tots is an awesome uh, foundation. It's run by the United States for the Reservists. And every single year, they take in toys from every like every 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 uh, like big store you go to. You'll see a Marine and Dress Blues. And they'll be out there for the Toys for Tots drive, and it's it's a phenomenal opportunity to give back to the to less fortunate children in your community because that's what they do. They take all the toys, and then uh, during the Christmas time frame, they uh, they they give it back to all the less fortunate children that are in your community. They right. hook them kids up. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, so uh, all right, guys. Well. I think we're starting to press up a little bit here on time, but uh, check in back with us uh, next week. Like I said, we're going to do a little intro into 8th edition fantasy. After that, the week, look forward to your uh, Death Guard Legion breakdown. I'll chase down someone someone fun to come on and uh, talk about that and get you all read up on the on the stinkiest guys in the whole known universe. So, um, anybody got anything before we go? Uh, I have one thing I'd like to ask uh, listeners. Um, because of I've had to relocate stuff around in my uh, house with uh, my hobbying area. I used to have an entire huge room, and I had like a, you know, like a gaming table sized uh, paint station with all my paint set up in like nice racks and everything. The room that I now have because uh, the wife decided to take over like two rooms in the basement and turn them into playrooms. <laughs> I got yeah I got uh, I got stuck into a closet with all my painting stuff. Um, if anybody has suggestions on like paint racks, like to hold all your paints, um, yeah. I used to have some back to basic racks which were awesome and everything. They're from Australia, so um, there it takes a little while to get them and everything. But I know there's tons of people now in the United States that uh, make like you know uh, laser etched either MDF or uh, Lexan or whatever, um, paint, paint racks. If anybody has suggestions on, like, more vertical racks opposed to, like, um, the tiered shelves, um, if you could, like, post them up on uh, the, the show's page or hit me up on Facebook, like, uh, or email me. I think it's Jamie, J-A-M-E, at uh, 30K, was it Warhammer30K.com? Um, or no, is it third? Yeah, that's, I thought that's what it is. But, um, yeah, just looking for suggestions because I, uh, to fit my 
uh, airbrush hood in where I, the area that I have now, I don't have as much room for paint racks that like take up a huge table anymore. So gotcha. the picture the I sent you, is that, that something you would be interested in? I think it's a teardrop, but I'd have to, I don't, where did you send the picture to? Uh, the I'll, Facebook. I'll chat Facebook. Oh, okay. Hold on a sec. Um, maybe a little bit more vertical than that. Yeah. That's kind of similar to what I have now. And not there's nothing wrong with the paint racks I have now. I mean, they're awesome. It's just um don't have the I, space. I just don't have the space anymore. I mean, like I literally had like a, you know, how how big's the folding table? What, six foot by three foot or something like that? Yeah. I had an entire six foot length paint station um with like nothing but, you know, all like GW and other paints mixed in in different spots with tools and everything. I just don't have the room for it anymore. Well, at least you're not like me. Uh, and, and John, you're still on, right? Yep. Yeah, so after that day and a half long of travel, getting all the way from Canada to the United States and not sleeping that entire time because of various flight delays and everything like that, I got back at 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning. So I was just like, well, fuck it. I might as well stay up. Don't remember what I did that whole entire day. So uh, <laughs> all, all I remember is that I woke up the next day at, at five o'clock in the morning and I went to work and everything was full. I come home and there's like this giant ass Amazon box that's like sitting at my front door. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And I go lift it up and I'm like, damn, this is fucking heavy. What the fuck did I get? And I go into the house. I ordered during that day where I don't remember what happened. I ordered the complete. Badger Minotaur air range, the same air range that you guys were shit talking. Hey man, <laughs> you're oh, ready to do some man. fucking sweet wet blending, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so I, to be fair, I only own four of those paints. Italian tits off, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I have every single color that they produce in that range, just sitting in a cardboard box on my on my kitchen counter. There you go. Yeah, like with the flood and everything that I had, I had to box up everything. And um, so like my paints, I made special care that because I had a ton, I mean, like massive amount of paints. I boxed them up and kept the box inside the house because I knew the pot was going to be out out in the driveway during the winter. And uh, so they wouldn't freeze and separate because I know that there's horror stories of like a lot of the badger paints got stuck on a uh, loading dock and they froze. And so, like, all these people ordered Badger paints, and, like, they would separate. They were totally, like, ruined when they'd get them because they were separated. And they, they basically recalled, like, six months worth of paint to replace them because that how much of them got ruined on that dock. Damn it. Dude, fucking nightmare. Well, all right, guys. Unless you guys have something else, I think we're going to call it a night. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Yeah, hey, happy Father's Day out there. Yeah. All right, guys. Say ya. Say it. Peace. Y'all can just chill today. We'll start on this crapola tomorrow.